Almost 11 minutes to 10 o'clock. It's Wednesday night and you're listening to Two Night with me, Lester Kivett. This time of the week, we concentrate on a little bit of beautiful news. We can do with a lot of beautiful news in our world at the moment. And tonight we are featuring animal rescuer Stracy Stark, who is dedicated to the rehabilitation and rescue of orphaned squirrels in the Western Cape. In fact, she founded the organization Squirrel Rescue and Rehab Western Cape and with a single aim of releasing all baby and adult squirrels that so that they can be successfully rehabilitated into the wild. Here's her story. We are coming together to save our squirrels. My name is Tracy and I'm the founder of the Squirrel Rescue Rehab Western Cape. We rescue squirrels, we look after them until they're about 12 to 16 weeks, they go into wilding and they are released. People presume because they are cute and cuddly they can be kept as pets, but that is very wrong. They are wild animals, they must be released. I've been able to build a team over the last couple of years who's as excited as I am to save these squirrels and see them released successfully. The message I personally want to spread is that you can make a difference. It doesn't necessarily have to be in squirrels, but make a difference where you can, particularly in the environment. With this group, I really feel confident that we are succeeding and that we will be able to create a change one squirrel at a time. Tracy Stark joins us now on the line. Tracy, you said make a difference where you can. Why squirrels? You can choose Dogs, cats, bunny rabbits, you could rehabilitate uh, African, uh, African, uh, Egyptian geese. Why squirrels? <laughs> Lester, it's a funny question because a long time ago, I, the colleague who introduced me to my first squirrel, I must have mentioned somewhere along the line, because I've got a couple of these animals that I had set in, I've always wanted to have a squirrel or to rehabilitate a squirrel. And Kevin just happened to remember that. And another one thing that I'd always like to be involved with was crows. I mean, I just have this fascination mm. for them. So that's how it started, is that Kevin actually remembered this. And when he, when his dog found my very first squirrel, he then thought, aha, let's take this to Tracy. And that's how it started, was oh, wow. just that moment of a, of a comment I had made a long, mm. long time ago. So that's how it started. Many people see squirrels, and I'm not one of them. I, I, I think squirrels are actually quite cute. Many people see squirrels as just, you know, rats with fluffy tails. <laughs> Is that, do you feel that? No, I get told that all the time. All these tree rats or tree rats with fluffy tails, you're quite right. Um, and often, as you probably know, they considered vermin together with Egyptian geese, as you mentioned, and um, pigeons. But you know what? Um, I'm one of these people that I don't practice any xenophobia in the animal world or in any world. Mm. And I think it's one of these things that cats and dogs, there are many people who mm. do domestic rescue. There are. Um, but they're not many who actually focus on wildlife of any sort. And squirrels are around us in the Western Cape, and that was just a natural progression mm. for myself. Yeah, that's how it happened. With it not being a, a generally endemic animal to, to yeah. South yeah. Africa, yeah. The, 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 the Cape ground squirrel, the Cape squirrel, um, what makes it, is, is it as, as what we see now, is it as connected to the animal that was imported here? 300 years ago or is is this something unique that we could say that well essentially 
it's 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 adapted to being in in the South African climate. I do think that schools generally have are adaptable, yes, and they have adapted. I mean, they've gone worldwide in our compared to where they came from originally. So I think what we've seen now is that um, many of the schools have adapted to some of our trees in the Western Cape compared to the traditional European and North American trees. Mm. They've now adapted. And also to environments. I mean, they've become very used to being in buildings and in houses mm. versus, you know, versus being in trees. So that is one way. I don't think um, in terms of physiologically, no. There mm. they haven't really adapted, no, no. But, but they are fascinating animals, and they absolutely look. I don't know if they're friendly, they're, they're intelligent, or, they, or they're just greedy. I was in, the, as I said, I was in the Cape Gardens, <laughs> uh, Company Gardens, and and I bought a packet of peanuts from from the peanut lady, and they could literally come and sit in your hand. I, I don't know if it's because they've become too acclimatized to to humans, or they are clever creatures. What's your thoughts on that? Look, I think both. I think we underestimate the intelligence of any wild animal, any animal for that effect. But I do think that in the gardens particularly, they have become acclimatized to knowing that generally there is no danger from a human, Mm -hmm. generally. Um, And I'm saying generally because I think there's always that chance that there is. But I think they know that and they also know that the way they've been... um, conditioned in the, in the gardens is that the human hand is going to give them food. What, no matter what that food is, it's going to give them food. So that is the one way that they, they operate in the gardens is like that, yes. And I think they've also learned to be cute and they know that that also gives them food. <laughs> and, and, and look, it's an attraction. It, it, it's the reason yeah. why people come to the gardens, the reason yeah. why it's a great reason to take to, to, to take children and um, mm. the, as people are wanting to limit social space, um, I think an open air place like the gardens, maybe even uh, in the Greenpoint Park, is maybe yeah, that's not yeah. too bad just to get out and get fresh air, but keeping that physical space from, from, from other people. W- would you encourage, you know, the peanut lady to be selling peanuts so that you could you know, come close to, to a squirrel or your kids could come close to a squirrel? Oh, Lester, you're touching on a, on, <laughs> on, on a button there. Um, peanuts are not very good for squirrels at all. Um, they've got just about zero nutritional um, value. They are not nuts. Remember, they are part of the legume family. And the legume family essential for little mammals like that is not a good thing at all. In fact, too much of it can actually... Um, build up in their kidneys and it actually can kill them at the end of the day. It's blowing so, my mind because Cynthia on the WhatsApp yeah, line saying, yeah, the squirrel yeah. lady is nuts. <laughs> it's ethically wrong to re, <laughs> to, to. No, look. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I know you, we, we do get that and fair enough. I mean, you get your purist, you do, and that's why I said earlier on, I'm not going to practice any xenophobia mm-hmm. in terms of this world. You do get your purist and I get it from their point of view. Mm-hmm. However, they hear, and I'm not going to be cool. Mm. And that's, you know, and that's what we do. However, we get to get back to the feeding. If people want to really be decent to squirrels, mm. please, if you want to feed them nuts, which is like giving them pudding all the time, mm. you must then give them proper nuts. However, it would be far better to give them fruit and vegetables. Tracy, I, I, I work at, at Parliament many days of the week for my mm. other job, and um, mm. there's a squirrel there. Who we, the white one? Not, not the white one. Um, okay. General Grey Squirrel, and he's around about the Tainase area. Do you know what we call him? What? Squirrel Ramaphosa. <laughs> Why does he do the <laughs> Macarona with Elbow? 
<laughs> I just found it so apt. We call him Squirrel Ramaphosa and he's in the region of the president's office there in Parliament. <laughs> oh, that is funny. That's funny. Yeah, but Lester, I really think that, you know, there are many people who really love squirrels and you're quite right. They encourage people to go out. I mean, in the gardens, it's, it's classic. There's the ducks, there's the pigeons, there's the geese, there are the squirrels. Mm. However, I do think it's our responsibility if we're going to use these natural environments we need to look after them and as i said in in the clip with beautiful news and even now rather do something positive than be negative and i think that to me is the biggest thing and you know i just think rather do something that you know what you're doing and if you don't know what you're doing rather refer to people who do know what they're doing or get advice and learn and i think that's important you mentioned um dogs uh, and yes. and how dogs could be a, a danger to squirrels. Um, how do we then keep uh, um, squirrels safe? And then secondly, what do we do when we find an injured squirrel in the park, in our yard? What, what we yeah. do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, firstly, I do think that it is important that you don't teach your dogs to catch animals. I mean, it's, I mean you've probably seen it in the parks. So, so, oh, pitch, pitch. Fetch dog or, or fetch a squirrel or fetch a bird. Now, remember, inadvertently, if you want to be a purist, that is actually encouraging hunting, and that's illegal. And you should not teach your, any animal that you have to do that. Um, what happens when they actually catch the wrong animal? Or well, they catch the animal and they injure it. What then? What are you going to do then? So I definitely think, yes, you don't encourage your animals um, to catch any animal, any bird, it is, it, it's just ethically wrong. And then if you do find an animal or a squirrel, let's talk about the squirrel, if you do find a squirrel that is injured or has fallen out of a nest or the tree fellers have cut down and the, and the dray has fallen and their babies, it's important that you leave it there for a while for mom to fetch. 80% of the time, mama will fetch. She makes up to two to three drays in preparation for moving her kits. So if she fetches them, she will take them to an alternative nest. If she doesn't fetch them, then you call mm. us. If you can't get hold of us, then try and take to the vet. Most of the vets know who to refer to, mm. and that's important. Don't feed it. Don't give it pro neutro. Don't give it milk. Don't give it water. Mm. Don't do anything unless you've spoken to one of us and we've given mm. you the whole process of what to do. Tracy Stark, the Animal Rescue at the Squirrel Rescue and Rehab Western Cape. Thanks so much for joining us in this edition of Beautiful News.